0: As if that's not enough. Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
1: (sighs) Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy advice show that tells you how to live your life if you'd only pay attention. I'm Adam Felber, the voice of sanity, and now here's that other uh voice Paula Poundstone Welcome Paula
0: Thank you very much hey Adam
1: You're 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 a font of advice
0: I well you know I am and actually I just today discovered something that I would like to share Okay which is if if you can put on a sports bra when you're already a little bit clammy then you don't need to work out Really it is so hard
1: to, to get, get to get to, to get, get a it sports on. bra yeah. over a clammy torso
0: Yeah I did more moaning and more of a more of a reach and a stretch and a, and a pull on my arms. Is, yeah, there, is, than... is it possible
1: you're doing it wrong? it's possible you should be putting it on from the other side or something? Or
0: no, no, no just you don't pulling do it up over your side, legs or something. No, go, I, I don't know. No. Yeah, no, you don't pull it over your legs. Okay. Uh,
1: now, does it, is it is it is the reverse true? Because obviously everybody gets clammy when they work out. Yeah. Is it hard to take off?
0: It is hard to take off, but my point is, after that, you've already worked out. What I'm saying so you just is, put one if on you can take it get off. it on when right. you're a little bit clammy, you know what? Take a break for an hour. You you're know, done. You're, you, you've fulfilled your quota, your
1: commitment. Well, that's good advice for anybody out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, if only people would listen to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they
1: won't. No, no. Okay, Paula, you've been giving advice, but here's the question I want to put to you right now. Has anybody been listening?
2: to Paula Poundstone Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone I said, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone I said, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone Well, she got some free advice that would be so nice. Only no it listens to Paula Poundstone. Yeah,
1: all right,
0: everybody. all right. How about that? That? So, is that the theme song?
1: It might be the theme song. See, we've been talking about this a lot. Uh, uh, I should say first and foremost, that was performed by our house band this week, musician Tim Freeman thank on you the, the guitar. Tim Freeman, thank, thank you, you. Welcome, so much. Tim. And uh, Tim just whipped up a little theme song for you, which because we were thinking we need a theme song, right?
0: Do podcasts have theme songs? I
1: don't know, but
3: this one should.
0: I, I remember so many, well, not from podcasts, but from growing up, a television show. Theme songs, and I don't, I don't even know if they do them the way they used to. You know, I mean, I think da 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 da, right? Well,
1: right. That's a theme ditty. That's a there's oh, no. That's a theme ditty. Well, you, I guess you would call it a theme song, but there's no lyrics. Isn't
0: that the guy who smokes a lot of pot and then hangs out with Martha Stewart? That's, theme ditty. That's P Diddy. Oh.
1: But does he hang with Martha Stewart now? Yeah. He does? Yeah. Well, he's been smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're looking for a theme song, is what I think is what I'm getting at. With your permission, we could really get into this, figure out what a good theme song is and how to do it. Like, for instance, we don't need a story song, right? No. It's not the Brady Bunch here. No,
0: we're not. We weren't on a three-hour tour and the tiny ship was tossed. No, no
1: we, we just walked into the studio and that doesn't yeah. make a great song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could, but yeah, you know. yeah. How about you know? She Paul arrived a little ways away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> she, she left at about four thirty from Santa Monica to now. get to North Hollywood. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> should there's a it should take of traffic. twenty
0: minutes, but it took two hours. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very so, so maybe
1: we, so we don't need the. We need more branding lyrics than we need story song lyrics. We're not really setting up a lot here. Yeah, branding lyrics. But yeah, because the title says it all. Yeah. Anyway, um, we we do have a theme song contender in the can. If you want to hear it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: When it comes to advice. When it comes to advice, we gotta say it twice. We've
0: gotta say it twice. We listen to mom, we listen listen to dad, we split out the good and beat up the bad. bad. We listen listen to an an expert. We read a fat tone, but nobody listens to
1: To Paula Poundstone.
2: To, to Paula Poundstone.
1: Now that one that is by uh, James Raymond and lyrics by our own Ken Lezebnik. and uh, it's a strong contender for a theme song. I think what I like about it is that it really kind of tugs on your Eastern European Jewish roots. <laughs>
0: I think it's really ca- it has definitely captured that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I have gone to two Passovers, by the way, so okay. It's not like I'm unfamiliar
1: with right with, with your people with Jew stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. with Jew
0: stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, no, it's with Jew, Jew stuff. stuff. That's what we yeah. call
1: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's got that going for it, and of course, what it has going against it is that you are not, in fact, Jewish or Eastern European.
0: uh, uh Well, not. We don't know.
1: We don't know. We're, we don't right. know. Yeah, Poundstones could be anything.
0: Yeah, my my mother lies about so much. But I get
1: the sense that we're we're at a at the beginning of a of a real long and interesting journey as we find the right theme song for this show.
0: I, you know, I can see just based on this premise, tons of musicians. Uh, you know, Neil Diamond just announced that he's not going to tour anymore, but that doesn't mean that he won't. Submit a Paul Poundstone, a uh, nobody listens to Paul Poundstone theme song you know, as, if as you're, soon as he
1: possibly can. If you're somebody who's recently stopped a legendary touring and co- recording career and you're listening to this podcast, please. Yeah. Got extra time around the house. Mm-hmm. Neil Diamond. Exactly. If you're not working on the perfect, you know, uh, quiche. Yeah. yeah give, uh, it, give it a uh, shot. Uh, Send it uh,
0: in. Eric Clapton. Uh, also announced uh, that he's he's going Go deaf. Go deaf, yes, and uh, which makes him a great
1: candidate. for He our might want to get
0: it in quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Eric, uh, start writing now. But right now we have two for, between James Raymond and, and our own Tim Freeman here today. Um, we've got two <laughs> candidates. Tim, I'm not saying I'm not turning yours down. I like that Delta Blues thing.
2: Yeah. Well, it's nice that you brought in the other option while I was in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitive <laughs> or anything.
1: Right. Well, at least we can cut you off and yell "Thank you" because that's yeah. happened to me.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I went in for an audition and then saw Meryl Streep going in right after me. Oh, she always, oh my gosh. always undercut you with yeah. that stuff, it's right? It's just galling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You were up for Sophie's Choice, right? I was. That uh, was back when they still soci- thought you were Jewish. Soci-
0: yeah. Well, it's part of my Eastern European roots, exactly, <laughs> which uh, apparently only some casting people were familiar with. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. yeah, and uh, she, I don't know. I think she did something to get it.
1: What do you mean? You think she... Really?
0: Well, come on.
1: Uh, well, exactly.
0: Tell me, I didn't have that nailed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, she same obviously... thing
0: out of Africa. Yeah.
1: You think she she pulled a little hanky panky there too? <laughs> no yeah? question. Uh, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they turned you down. So, do you have any preliminary advice about to people out there with theme songs? So like, because this is an advice show. Anything you want to encapsulate? Uh,
0: uh, no, no, no. I, I I think you you know uh yeah no I don't actually yeah you know, I don't know where these great ideas come from for good. Okay. Uh, theme so we're just putting an APB songs. out there. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you that I had a show on ABC at one point and Nils Lofgren did the theme song and it was fantastic.
1: Well, he's still around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. But, but meanwhile, I like the one we have Sorry, right now. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> I know. Like, again,
3: I'm in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so in the zone right now <laughs> that I'm not even thinking about the other people in the room. <laughs>
1: Now Paula, I know you have a lot of thoughts about how to keep a friend. That's kind of a thing with you. You you I've, maintain relationships well.
0: Well, I try. I you know, I I try. I it, it, making relationships to begin with is a little bit challenging people who aren't used to me. Right. Yeah. I tend to rub people a little, you know what, yeah, you know, as they say the wrong way.
1: You but, never rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. But oh, you I'm but so I remember early it. on in our relationship, you just kind of let me know I'm going to unspool for an hour or so and you're going to listen. Yeah. Yeah, and I am going to let you talk. Yeah, now that that yeah. actually really That's... happened, like we, did, we were kind I, of friends. Did friend. I say
0: you'll get a turn? You, you did, did I say it, that at a, like forty-five at, minutes
1: in? I mm, said you'll get a turn. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, we know what it was. We were we had we'd hung out a few times. We were friends. Yeah, and you and I and my wife Jeannie were driving down from Los Angeles to did, a show in La Jolla together.
0: I recall. Yeah. yeah, and
1: you you were in the back seat. We yeah. drove you down there. Yeah, and you started asking us questions as you were talking, and then and then you paused at one point and said. I am going to give you a chance to answer those questions I've asked you. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, and then you explain the whole OCD and, thing. And, yeah. yeah, and
0: eventually I just let you submit them in writing. Is I, that correct? I, so,
1: some of them yeah. I've yet to submit. I've,
0: I remember that trip because I remember thinking that it was great that you and Jeannie had, like, you had a blue headset and Jeannie had a pink one. I thought that was adorable.
1: Um, a headset? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to like, shut out ambient noise. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot on that trip, as I remember. Yeah, there was
0: yeah, yeah. Boy, you guys could go for hours, uh, not listening while I was talking. Yeah, and, yeah, which
1: is why we became such great friends. I think that was it. Uh, yeah. so, so let's bring our guest now. We've got Dr. Jonathan Bowman. Jonathan is a professor of communication at the University of San Diego, and he's written extensively about friendship and intimacy. So, if anyone can tell us how to keep a friend. Hopefully he can. Please welcome Dr. Jonathan Bowman.
3: Hi, Doctor. Paula. Hi, Adam. Hi, Paula. Welcome. It's great to be here.
0: Well, thanks for being here. Hey, of course. now, um, I, what is intimacy? Is it, do you mean like sex?
3: Oh, that's that's a good question. A lot of people think that intimacy is sex. No, uh, when we're talking about intimacy, we're talking about anything that makes you feel really close to another person. So it's kind of those warm, fuzzy feelings. It could be sex. Um, it could be um, talking about yourself, having lots of personal um, information that you're sharing. I like um, it when it's sex. It's a, yeah, well, that's a that's a pretty common response. <laughs> uh-huh. um, do
0: you, ever, do you ever say to a woman, "Do you want to share a lot tonight or have sex?"
1: Well, I, I, <laughs> I do understand that sex is a form of sharing, but yeah, I wouldn't leave it open as "Do you want to share a lot?" Yeah, if if I was looking for sex. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, because okay, then I'd
1: him. be getting
3: Oreos. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, don't turn down a good Oreo. No, I would never. <laughs>
0: Um, how did you, uh, become an expert on an expert on friendship? Yeah.
3: So, um, I find that people in the social sciences, we always study the stuff that we're either really good at or really bad at. And so I think for me, it was a little bit of a combination of the two. Um, I thought I was really good at friendships. And then when I was in grad school, uh, moved somewhere else, I realized, gosh, maybe I don't Know everything that I thought I knew about friendships, you know, long distance. Was that distance because you couldn't
1: maintain any friendships long distance or you couldn't make new friends?
3: Um, I was pretty good at making new friends. It was keeping those old friends that was. Um, so you were really tough. superficial. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, growing up in California. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what are your rules then? You have, you must have rules. Like, tell us how, what, what do you need to do to maintain a relationship better than you did when you were a grad student?
3: Yeah. So friendships oftentimes start because of proximity or similarity. And so a lot of it has to do with, you know, well... What happens when that similarity goes away over time or when your proximity is gone because you've moved across the country or you've moved across town or you just don't see that person very often because you work in different jobs or something like that. So for me, I think the big rules are um, what we call these maintenance behaviors, relationship maintaining behaviors. There's things that you can do to really try to make sure um, that you're keeping that friendship in check, that it's, it's stained. So. Like the first one, and it seems pretty obvious. Do you but- ever
0: just call someone up and go, where are you? What are you doing?
3: No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those um, kind of checking in that you need to constantly be doing with your friends. Um, sometimes it's as simple as just one simple basic text. You're pretty no, good at keeping friends, aren't you?
0: Um, I've had uh, some of the friends that I have, I have had for a very long time, come to think of it. I've had, yeah, my oldest friend in the world, I've known him since I was two, and we are still friends. But we don't talk all that Frequently, but wait a minute. Did I just hear you say the word text?
3: Do do you feel
0: like that's a good idea in relationships?
3: Yeah. So what you need in your relationships is you need um, depth and you need frequency, right? So how
0: much depth do you get out of a text? Not
3: nothing at all, right? So that's where you get the frequency. So a text, if I'm sending a friend a text once a week or once a month or even once a year for those you know really long term relationships, that may be enough, kind of checking in just to let the other person you know you're thinking about them. Uh It's that free that depth though. You really need to to have a good phone call um otherwise you know you're, I can't imagine your texting bill are there even texting bills anymore not really this? no we yeah. had a, no
1: we've talked to a Verizon guy here on this program and uh, <laughs> and, and
3: most people don't
1: have texting yeah, bills okay anymore. okay <laughs> i'll
0: tell you you know i was in Logan airport the other day and they have a section uh i swear this is germane, they have a, <laughs> they have a section of hallway where they have this um Sort of timeline of things that were invented or created in Massachusetts. Oh, and one of them um, is Necco candies. I knew Necco candies mm-hmm. were in Massachusetts, but what of I didn't—New know- England
1: candy company—that's uh, hence the name.
0: Why well, I'm not a cryptographer, but uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not really very.
0: Complicated. But I did. I I didn't. Boy, you.
1: Did I just teach
0: you something there? You must work with the Russians. That was unbelievable. (laughs) That was no scratch paper, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. Just right off his head. No, No, what I didn't realize was that the Necco Company makes the sweetheart Valentine hard candies with the words printed on the front. And on this thing on the wall, as I'm walking towards, you know, leaving the airport, going towards the baggage claim, um, they showed... uh, Old ones, right? Pictures from old ones which said stuff like, um, I love you and kiss me. And then they showed some modern ones. And the modern ones were LOL and text me. Yeah. And I thought, I think I found what's wrong with the world. Sure. Wow. (laughs) You know, LOL? How is that romantic again? And and text me? So different from kiss me.
1: Yeah, but there probably was one that said call me.
0: There wasn't in that particular picture. These well, were the example going, you're, you're, ones you're, you're that they were using. a large These societal theory proudest. based on one picture of and Andy. By the way, hmm. there's a writer that works on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I don't. That's I don't a know.
1: very specific medium because that, that makes text messages seem like books. Yeah, like, exactly. It's got to yeah. fit on a tiny crappy candy heart. You've got seven characters. I wonder if
0: any, you know, kid approaches their dad at the end of his work day, you know, and says, will you come throw the ball with me? And he goes, no, honey, I've been writing (gasps) little candy hearts all day. (laughs) I I came up with LOL. I'm exhausted. Anyways, yeah, so that's lack of intimacy in one's Valentine candies is of concern to me, and I feel the texting is part of the problem. Yeah. Now,
1: John, I just want to say, if that's not at all relevant to what we're talking about here, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right? totally relevant. It's totally relevant. Totally it's totally the neighborhood. Relevant. Um, okay, so, so intimacy, uh, which
3: is a function of both uh, frequency and Duh. depth. Yeah. Okay, sure. what else? Um, I think another big thing that we don't oftentimes think about is the positivity of the relationship. So... Um, in general, relationships need to have more positivity than less.
0: Good job, Adam. Thank you, <laughs> Bali.
3: You're doing great. <laughs> and what's interesting is, you know, you can still have those those moments of negativity or conflict and that kind of thing, but it just has to be kind of more positive than negative. So I think that's something that we don't think about because sometimes you want to come together with a friend and you want to just, you know, like. Talk about your day, or complain about work, or that kind of thing. So more positivity, more neg- positivity. But
0: negativity. So good job, Adam. Fuck you, Adam. Good job, Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That so there. would that Two-thirds be the right ratio? Absolutely. That was 66% that's
1: sixty-six percent positive. I yeah. feel yeah. good about myself. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Paula. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so you got to be positive. Um. What else? Uh, like with long distance friends, you,
3: it's obviously calling and texting. Um, texting. Yeah. So long-distance friendships are weird, right? Because you don't actually see the person, and so you don't have a sense of who they are and how they're growing and changing. And you know, the relationship is probably a lot different, but you aren't next to each other to be able to figure that out. And right. so, well, I know Paul it. is going to hate this, but um, I've noticed, like with my
1: kids, particularly my, my older kid, he's nine now. He he, had, when he has a long-distance relationship with with people, with a couple of people, they like to do the uh, the FaceTime chats. Sure. Uh, you know, sometimes they're just playing a game together, but they see they they see each other in little boxes on the yeah. screen and and like I noticed that so he met this uh this daughter of a friend of ours like a year ago and they really hit it off and and they play games together while looking at each other's faces about once a week, yeah?
0: but they're playing games together like what like video
1: yeah. games yeah, like computer games
0: oh Jesus,
1: I know you hate those I said uh, I said you'd hate this well,
0: they cause mental health problems, but go ahead yeah, but they're friends <laughs> yeah well, the good thing is that as they both lose mental function yes. they're going down that path together together together, yeah, together. and exactly. that's important back yeah, me up yeah, here john
3: absolutely yeah. well and also that's a form of another form of intimacy so we didn't talk about recreational intimacy but that's doing stuff with other people that's almost as important as your sexual intimacy or your emotional intimacy it's just another way of being good friends or romantic partners
0: give me give me an example not of the sex part I mean, <laughs> that, that yeah. I'm fairly clear on. but
3: um, Just spending time together doing things that you want to do. So it's a little bit difficult with long-distance friendships, but in this case, they're spending time together playing video games. like They're recreating with one another, and that lets them feel very close to one another.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's healthy for kids to see each other in a little box. Right. Yeah, I just don't right, know. No, but that, that's that, why I
1: don't let him uh, chat with her when I put him in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Cuz you know when he does feel... something he spends 10 minutes in the box.
0: It's yeah. It gives uh, me a lip about it. 15 minutes it's, in the box. It's cool and look over there. You're um <laughs> I, I I just feel like I actually was just talking with this therapist in Boston and he insists on using uh Zoom which is some uh what do you call it? conferencing uh, software. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like highly secure and uh, and I, I really could just talk on the phone. That's fine with me. Uh-huh. I don't care if the Russians hack uh, my your information calls. gathering session with this guy. I don't care at all. So today they showed me how to do it. And like what you end up seeing is yourself in a little box. And then you see them in a little box. And it's a little bit like I have a map rug in my house uh-huh. of um, the United States. Yeah, your drum and kit then- is on it. Yeah, exactly, and and Hawaii and Alaska are both in a box somewhere in the Pacific, <laughs> and I, I feel it's the same thing for kids to grow up seeing each other in a little box on a screen. It's just mis... It's they mis, won't have a sense
1: of where that person is.
0: Right, it's misinformation, you Not know, like a lot of kids think for sure that Alaska is just off the coast <laughs> of California. Just
1: Did you think that as a kid? Because
3: they were oh,
0: always
1: in a box when we were growing up.
0: I had no concept of where any place else was.
3: Um, Wait, can, can I go back to your please. your kid, though? So yeah. so one of the things that's good about him seeing his friend in that little box, though, which we don't get through any other forms of long-distance communication, is you're reducing the hyper-personal perspective. So the hyper-personal perspective is this idea that when you're um, doing things online with other people and interacting, they can't see much about you, and so they automatically assume the best of you. And so then you have these like really built-up, amazing views of your friends um, or maybe people that you're romantically interested in and then when you finally meet him it's a total letdown. So what your friend sorry, what your son is doing right. is actually great because he's keeping that relationship in the way that it should be. He won't be surprised when he sees her again. He won't be surprised, again. absolutely. Which so that's kind of much better than the other ways that we could think about it.
1: Huh, that's really interesting. Yeah.
3: Paula doesn't agree.
0: <laughs> because well, I it involves think, a screen. I know I, think I know there are drawbacks to screens I and, think you're right. and video games, but I will say I work with someone that um, is
1: <laughs>
0: often I know when where we this is going. are on the phone, Right, uh, she thinks, I don't know, that she is scrolling
3: oh, sure. uh,
0: and doing other work. And uh, so there's these sort of long pauses. And uh, and in that case, as in, you know, maybe it would be good if I had huh. some sort of surveillance camera on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah
3: actually did a, a research study on that. Um, we were looking at um, people engaging in some other task and also at the same time having communication interactions with another person. So talking to a friend on the phone. Um, and we found that people think they're good at communicating while doing something else. We call that dual tasking. Um, There's everyone no thinks such that, thing. Yeah. You, they can't do it. Communi- so everyone looks at like the task like, oh, can they drive a car safely, et cetera. Right. But it turns out the communication sucks too. Right. So you think you think you're like, oh, at least I'm having a good conversation and driving okay. But really you're having a sucky conversation and driving pretty poorly.
0: Yeah. If only there was a way of letting this person know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know You know, the the great thing is, Paula, is that we have a podcast now. And if that person is out there somewhere, yeah, anywhere,
0: wherever they wherever she was. like if she
1: (laughs) she could be as close as say uh, the four of us at this table or your manager Bonnie over here. Um and and that person might hear it and think you know what? That could be me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, this person that I'm thinking of <laughs> right. um, has insisted for years that she, and I am making the little quotation marks with my fingers, air quotes, multi-tasks. And you're saying and she doesn't. I have said to her over and over again, there is no such thing That's as absolutely multitasking. True. Absolutely and she true. says, What?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We do cognitive switching, so then we're just you know we're switching back and forth from the task to the conversation, sure. and so really we're only putting half our effort into both of them. Yeah. Wow. And so that's I'm not... I'm, I'm so this close not... to putting down my phone at this moment so I can do that. Yeah. 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 Well, you
1: know, what? once
0: you get on the Angry Birds, you have a hard time focusing. Um, yeah. And so the, and that and that that sort of thing would lead to a lack of depth in uh, the communication, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 I can imagine You're that. You're just that would...
1: plain looking at Bonnie at this point. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I'm not looking at Bonnie.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know what makes you say that. It looked
1: like you were many times during this conversation. Um,
0: I was just going to ask you something. All right, what about a relationship that where you or the other person uh, uh, uh here's an example. What with my sister? Sure. If I didn't call my sister, I would never hear from her. Sure. You know, years ago, I just sort of accepted that. And I went, okay, well then if I want to talk to her, I guess I, I have to call, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I think because we're related, I've put up with that, but I can't imagine in most friendships, what do you do when you feel like, wait, I do all the calling.
3: So there's two kind of different ways you could look at that. Like one is that we say that one of the relationship maintaining behaviors that's really important is assurances. So that's verbal or nonverbal like expressions of support. So if you aren't calling me, if we're not texting, if we're not interacting with each other, um, then we're not assuring each other of our relationship. And so her not calling you um doesn't like show you that she really cares that much in that way. But I, I would also I would also think about the restraining order she ought that's oh, fair. That's, that's very fair.
0: Okay. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, even I, brought I think, that into the mixed signals
1: that. being <laughs> sent Yeah, all Yeah, that
0: is mixed signals, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't even think they're mixed. I think she's not calling you and having <laughs> you doesn't sound mixed <laughs> at all.
0: So it, so you're saying that if uh uh what are you saying? <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so you. I'm sorry, so you I was doing something oh, okay. else. Yeah. I was. No, I'm kidding. so
3: so, one of the things though is because you guys are related, you have that sense of obligation, right? And so, because of that sense of commitment that's kind of built into the relationship, oftentimes families aren't really good about those relationships. Well, relationship apparently, she behaviors. doesn't
0: feel any obligation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, until the, you know, like, there's going to be a need for a blood transfusion. I'm sure I'll get a call, but prior to that. You know, um, no, clearly she doesn't feel any, uh, any, any uh, obligatory connection at all because I always do the, always have, always did the letter writing, always did the
1: call. But at least you're not dwelling on it is the important thing. (laughs) It's just how the relationship works.
0: I've let it go.
3: Yeah. No, that's clear.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've let it go. You're not letting this stuff build itself up. Are you calling her now? Not the second. No, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Uh, Jesus, if I'm not in a little box, you don't see me, do you? (laughs) That's
3: fair,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, Well, let me just ask you, Jonathan what about letter writing? Ever any studies about the difference between letter writing? So, and what people do now? There, haven't,
3: <laughs> there haven't been um, too many studies about it, but in general, findings have shown that people enjoy having something tangible from a friend. So I'm really big on postcards. It's about the same length of, the, of a tweet, if you really think about it, but it's handwritten. The person can keep it for a day before they throw it away rather than just deleting it immediately, which is a really embarrassing uh, thing to say. But um, so <laughs> you know, I, th- I think that's a great, a great method to give someone kind of a tangible reminder of who you are and, and the fact that you're in their life.
0: I love letter writing. I love receiving letters, and I must say, I've never carried an email close to my heart. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've, so, actually,
3: I've actually printed them out. I've printed out oh, emails. Oh, printed just so out I can emails? Yeah, which oh, is really yeah. embarrassing to admit. Yeah.
0: Well, do you notice that the signature is a lot the same on each? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and what about this, Jonathan? I just have to ask you one more thing. Sure. What about if you happen to be in a friendship, and I'm sure this doesn't happen. I can't even think of why I'm thinking of this, but um, and you just can't stop talking.
3: Ooh. <laughs> I, I think you'd have to maybe get some uh, someone to walk around behind you and play some music out.
0: Oh!
1: Yeah,
3: I bet you would. That could be a good idea. <laughs> All
1: right, so now we've had some fantastic advice from Dr. Jonathan Bowman, but we have to put it through the advice filter known as Paula Poundstone. Paula, for our listeners, what's your advice on how to maintain a friendship?
0: Tim, would you play a little something over my advice? Mm. Well, of course, you have to talk to each other, do stuff together, stay real but not too negative. Like, I think I got some bad fish last night, but I love your bathroom. And don't bother calling my sister.
1: That's terrific advice. <laughs> All right, Jonathan Bowman, Dr. Jonathan Bowman, uh, may I call you my friend? Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. All right, let's move on to our next segment, which is, how do you know when you've been cheated by a car mechanic? Now, Paula, let's hear your pre-advice before you know anything about that.
0: Okay, well, first of all, let me just say that I have never met an auto mechanic that did not rip me off. Uh, Never. I had a 65 Mustang that was in the shop over 40 times in eight months. I have been ripped off every way that one possibly can be. By auto mechanics, and part of it is because I think the method I always used was I would be honest. I would go in and say, "Look, I I don't know anything about cars, Oof. right? I'd say, you know, <laughs> I, I I have almost no money, uh-huh. and, and you know, and I and I love this car. Can you help me?" And these are the three things that they need to know
1: to just. Well, I think if said, you said, "and I have a lot of money," that would be even worse. I don't well, know anything about be, cars. Yeah. I have unlimited supply of money, yeah. and I love this car like a child.
0: Yeah, that yeah. would be no, the absolute worst thing. So they thing knew you could that say. I would do anything to keep it running. Yeah, they knew that I wouldn't know whether they did what they were supposed to do or not. Right, and they knew that they could basically just suck me dry. So I think the mistake I made was, of course, the first mistake was just letting them know how ignorant I was. Right. So <clears throat> here's my theory: when you go to the auto mechanic, you should have a little bit of grease on your hands. And wear coveralls with your name embroidered on them. Okay. And just give them the impression that you haven't had time to fix it You're yourself. You're a mechanic who's
1: so busy that you don't have time to fix your own car.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Do you, do you put on like a mechanic voice too when you do it? Like how would you sound if you well,
0: uh, Yeah, well I like to just lift up the hood no matter what's wrong with the car. Uh-huh. Like it, it could even just be that the sun visor's off, right. but I still lift up the hood. To
1: show them that you, yeah, you know exactly. how to yeah. lift the hood.
0: Yeah, well, I what? did one time the gas... No, the, was it the brake or the gas pedal that fell off? One of the two pedals fell off, I forget. And wow, uh, I lifted the, the hood and heads. showed it to the guy.
1: You did? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: All right, well, then let's find out how accurate that incredibly good advice is. Uh, we're going to welcome oh, Darren Bart. Oh, it's accurate. Oh, it's very accurate. It's accurate. We're going to welcome Darren Bart from the Whitney Auto Service in Van Nuys. Whitney is a third-generation family-run shop. And one of our producers, I think that's Ken Lizebnik, swears it is the only completely honest repair shop he has ever experienced. Darren Bart, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being here, Darren. Glad to be here.
0: Ken, of course, is famous for uh, riding a tricycle everywhere he goes, so yeah. I'm not sure I trust I'm his. i not going to make it too far. Uh, yeah,
1: not, not on a tricycle.
0: Do you remember when, when Ken first
2: brought his car to you in your repair shop? Um, actually, I do vaguely remember meeting them and their son brought in a car. And I told him, don't get that car, get a Toyota. And he took my advice. and he's What car nephew. did you tell him not to get? Um, it was a Volkswagen or an Audi. Was, right. I think it was a Volkswagen. But Volkswagens no, are trying, Audis, right? He, yeah, same thing to me. So he ended up getting the Fit. And What's a, a Fit? Color, a Honda Fit. What, I don't know what a Honda, Honda it's Fit a small is. My
0: son's had a Fit in every kind of car. Honda, yeah. A little
2: compact car. Is little it fit, car. has
0: like a pillow over at the glove compartment where the person could just bang their head. Maybe. maybe. That's a sa- safety <laughs> device um, for someone with kids.
1: Derek, how do you spot a dishonest mechanic?
0: You just um, look at them.
2: I told Ken earlier, we had some dinner and talking to him. I tell people, you know, because other shops, and I've even used other shops outside of the area when I, get, I bought a car out of state, I right. had it looked at by another shop. Are they ASC certified, automotive service excellence, and are they AAA approved? And those two qualifications right there should limit. Should you know, it, at least. It... And by the
0: way, that's different than AA approved.
1: Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, you need yeah. to. That'll be different. Yeah, you know. Just
1: being sober isn't enough to make right. an honest you know, yeah. mechanic. No, yeah. A d- lot.
0: A lot yeah. of drinkers struggling not to drink uh, can't really tell you if your
1: car's working or right. not. And and if 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 they have a big sticker on the wall that says AA approved, they're kind of violating the and anonymity part of it too.
2: You got to uh, trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta, you know, that's why you come in. I'm the first person. My dad or I, my dad Roger. You come in, you're gonna meet us, um, and we're the real deal. I'm not. I'm just a human, just yeah. trying to fix cars. You come in, tell me your issues. I'm gonna take it down, and we try to try and to do the tech, best we can.
1: So, but you must be familiar with I see dishonest oh, mechanics. Oh, and we
2: see the the dealerships, and they're not all bad, but we do see a lot where so they. So, what just, are some
1: signs that they're that they're taking you for a ride?
2: They just oversell. You know, they just go for the jugular on everything because it's all about putting the numbers out there. They sell so much stuff. They give everyone huge estimates and eventually someone's going to take it and they're going to sell stuff they don't need. And then you're talking to a person that then passes the car off to their technicians, their A team, B team. Then they come back, tell them, oh, they need this. They sell it to you. They've never looked at the car. They don't know what your brakes look like. They're just being told by someone else who's just getting paid by it. So they're there's room for dishonesty there. They're not all like that, but it can be. Okay. And so where with us, you come in, the guy's tell me it needs brakes. I go out there and look at it in my own eyes. Right. I can say, you know what? If it's my car, I go longer, you know, and give options. I think you're rare, though. We I mean, are rare. I think and that's why we be, we've been around since 1950. You could, right. You could be
0: like, someone could tag your ear and put you, like, out in the field. Um, Because this guy, because, you know, listeners won't know this.
1: Right, we have a vast international audience, some of whom don't have have the option of coming to your show. Hello out there. This this
0: guy is like the Opie of auto (laughs) mechanics. He looks so innocent Uh, There's no way he's
1: lying to us. Now, Darren, (laughs) (laughs) let me ask you a question, because you have an amazingly honest face. Okay. I thought a minute ago when Paula was talking, that when I saw an expression cross your face that maybe Paula's problem isn't bad mechanics so much as her tendency to drive old and shitty cars. Is that what you were thinking?
2: I do see that. I, I that was a it,
1: classic car. I <laughs> It's not an old, shitty
0: car. I drive a Toyota a Prius.
2: I, rec- I We always recommend Japanese cars, the Toyota and Hondas. Because they don't break down as much. Yeah, they definitely also because stand the test of time. They're better quality cars, than in German our opinion. American
1: cars, okay.
2: Yeah. Then the what German. not vehicles. telling
0: you is that his dad is full-blooded Japanese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you start
2: repairing cars when you were like a little boy? I have. Um, ever since I was little, my grandma remembers me taking cars and putting them up on the toy blocks oh, really? and trying to work on them, and always Legos and breaking them and trying to put it back together and wow. it's always Did you been have there. like
0: those little fisher price men and then they and then you would rip them off no <laughs> you would she, practice conning them yeah, out of money how to cheat like, them out of their yeah. line. oh <laughs> sorry i have to put your car up on the blocks uh, and then you have to give me
2: no thousands i was, of I was dollars. in the hot wheels i was into cars and that stuff oh, but it was yeah. more of just uh see how fast you can make them go
0: is there a phrase that I could use when I go to a shop to make them think I know more than I know? Tell them hi. Ask just, them their name. Just hi and what's your name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a giveaway. It's on their <laughs> it's on their coveralls. Yeah.
1: Right, <laughs> right. You've only you've proved that you're Ill- illiterate.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, I, I mean, I really know nothing about cars until just recently. I thought rotating the tires meant just turning them slowly when they were <laughs> up on the lift.
1: Uh, Did you really? Yeah. That's for yeah. real. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is for real. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Because you're, you're, so,
1: you're aware that tires rotate in that manner all the time when you drive.
0: Well, that's why I always thought it was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah would be. Every
0: time they said, you know, we have to rotate. rotate your tires, I'm like, well, that's insane. I've just been driving. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's not I my area. I don't feel like
1: you have enough knowledge to know if you're being ripped off.
0: Well, that, I ended up
2: um, going yeah, yeah. to- sometimes you, Yeah, sometimes you, you might be doing what's right. No, no. You've had a bad well, experience. One place, You've been traumatized. Even, no, I had
0: multiple bad yeah. experiences. They didn't, they, first of all, one guy, they didn't even test drive the car. And when I went back, I because I was going over the Bay Bridge and the car started to shimmy. And when I went back and the guy sort of confessed that he never test drove it. And and uh, and, and and I did start to yell at him. And he said, oh, how do you think it feels to be yelled at? He was a Asian guy. Yeah, and, I can tell uh, by the accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I said, well, how do you Darren think it feels to be to going dad. over the Bay Bridge and feel like you're going to crash? And he goes,
2: oh, yeah, that probably not feel too good. <laughs> so so there is well, no trust there. No, but at yeah, least you, you know. can not. see. Can, see I, I, would trust, yeah. Yeah. I would
0: trust you. Yeah. So right. that's why I'm asking, is there something I could know about? Because so much of it now is like
2: computer stuff anyway. Oh, so you that's want right. Darren
1: to teach you a little bit of jargon so you don't sound ignorant? Right,
2: exactly. Um, But the best thing is coming in and... Give, like when you go to the doctor, you give your symptoms and take it down. Some people come in and they immediately are trying to diagnose their own car. You know, I'm overheating. I need a new radiator. How much for a radiator? Hold on. Pump the brakes. Let's, let right. us find out what's going on. Then we'll. Why would you at pump minutes? the
1: brakes if you're overheating?
2: I don't know. Exactly. Okay. What's a tie rod? Tie rod is by the steering.
0: Oh. oh. Is it Inner, cause, or outer. Because I always hear people talking about the car throwing a tie rod, right? I don't think so. You've never heard that? No. I'm pretty sure I have. Maybe it was from one of
2: those guys I went to. Tie rod. Is you can see this, right? <laughs> Everyone listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. See us. <laughs> I'm using my hands. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the rack, and, the rack and pinion. It connects the steering. I've never known yeah. what rack and pinion was. That's rack connected by the rack is connected to the pinion with the tie rod.
0: Oh yeah, the so rack and I, pinion steering. I've heard of that.
2: But yeah, you, you can't throw a tie, you can a tie rod. You can bend a tie rod when you hit a curb, and then your alignment's off, and your tires are the oh, inside. That's going to be the tie rod that. right there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you bend your tie rod. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was one of my late excuses for work once. No, sorry. No, I'm, I bent I'm looking a at some right. of the questions that, yeah. that we
1: have written up for us okay. here, and they don't make any sense to me. But I'm going to read you. One okay. That. Why do they have pinup calendars in the bathrooms? Do you have pinup calendars in your bathroom? I have a
2: world map in the bathroom. A world map, but so it's behind, a planetary pin-up.
0: behind the world. Oh, wait, map. you're talking about what? in the
2: restroom? In the yeah. restroom, yeah. No, we have a map and we put pins where I. Have been or want to go. Okay. And underneath that, and there's, there's no, not... Uh, there's no pictures of naked women yeah, in there. That's there's exa- none I, of that. I, I yeah. feel Those, like I guess, were is, the good old days, yeah, um, but I missed sounds it Sounds like a question from 1975. Yeah. Um, they don't I'll do, do okay, that. We're do in a remember? politically correct world now. We, you just That's kind of all gone away. It used to be more that the guys in the away. toolbox would have the pictures... But that honestly, the companies, the the parts companies, would give those calendars out. Uh, but they don't do that anymore. Now they put pictures of cars on the calendar, and who wants to look at cars yeah. in a garage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah. one. Do you remember when you were little? It's like pinups in a strip all, club. We throw them away. We don't remember when you
0: put the the toy cars up on the blocks. Yeah, and then um and then you had those little pinup calendars. Yeah, <laughs> like a small Fisher Price pinup calendar.
2: You went, oh, look at that baker. So that oh. that's that's what people think of car repair. Yeah, is, that's well, that's a. Oh, that uh, this is good. Yeah, I, I no, like I don't. It. I, like I can to say that. I do no, no, I, I want make
1: the generalization because it people, is there. Because I'm guessing that who who wrote this question?
2: Was I think buying? that no, I think that
0: <laughs> was, well, was no, was that was
2: question my problem. question. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, because yeah. I, I I thought the pinup thing had gone the way of the horse of the, the do? No, yeah, no, it went into a different
2: room. The
0: It's no longer in the bathroom. It's now in another room. It's there. I don't no, think
2: it is. I think it's, it's there. not
1: it's not I Well email email us if you uh yeah. if you know of a garage So with you
0: a... go into your restroom at your
2: repair shop and yeah.
0: you're like sitting on the toilet and you move a pin yeah. to show where you've been no, before. No, the or urinal above it. We have
2: pins. a National Geographic. Every once in a while they have a new poster and we'll Put that up there.
0: You put up a National Geographic? Tell me there's not naked women in there. <laughs> there's not one.
2: Mostly there's not. not. One. Mostly not? Mostly not. We're trying to run a repair shop. In there not, you go. Uh, it's not a bar. It's not a hangout. It's just- yeah. uh, How many How many just, bar flies have you had to yeah. tell that to?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, fellas, let's move yeah. along. There's no yeah. pinup girls in here. This Again, is if, not a bar. If, if
1: there were barflies at the garage you yeah. took your car to,
2: yeah. probably it was probably garage. a bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. If they're drinking and fixing your car. And, yeah. and they yeah. will take yeah. advantage
1: of you.
0: That's exactly what I, oh, I feel like an idiot. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, why it's so good that we get together.
1: Yeah. Here. I, I can help identify those little tiny details. Yeah. that my, You know,
0: I wondered why none of them had the coveralls with their name over the no, pocket. No,
1: they, they just had over shirts with yeah. vomit on them,
0: no, right? They, no. no, one a lady came over and said, hi, my name is Stormy.
2: And I said, (laughs) "Will you you fix my Mustang? (laughs) Fix my '65 Mustang?"
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, now so much is coming clear. Um, Do people stiff you on your payments? Does that happen a lot? We had
2: someone stole their car last week or two weeks ago. They stole their car. We put an engine in the vehicle. The guy showed up to pick his car. My dad went out there with him. He wanted to see it, so go out there, open the hood, look. There's the engine in it. Want to start it? Starts it. Want to go for test drive? My dad goes to close the hood. Uh oh. And Raymond Barrago, he's got a. Raymond Barrago, sure. He's pulled this over. If you're out there, call us up. Hey, the police are coming for you. Raymond hit the gas and went. And then he, my dad went around, closed the hood, went to open the door, and he took off. My dad thought the throttle stuck. He took off so quick, nearly running my dad over. And he sped out the driveway and ran through the stop sign right there. And my dad comes in and goes, I don't think he's coming back. I said, he's coming back. And then I went out there, and then it kind of sunk in that Raymond Barrago. So right, right that, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, does that probably, happen a lot? I no, mean, this is the first it's ever happened. It's a, I mean, it, it just that seems like a stupid crime. I got to say, stupid crime because I
0: Raymond, I, this is Paul. Get in the closet. Gotta, get In the closet. To, <laughs>
2: towed in by AAA, so we have his AAA information. Right, we have his all name, his information. Have his address. Yeah. Have his girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Um, He's looked him up on Facebook, but this is a case of another thing. (laughs)
1: LOL, stole my old car today. Yeah. Yeah, A picture of him, like,
2: sticking out his tongue. You're talking about how to. What if
0: somebody comes in the door and they have a big t-shirt on that says friends with Raymond Baraga? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Free Raymond Barago. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, kind of car do you drive? And I bet the answer is I just want to say
0: one thing. I talked yeah. to Raymond and he told yeah, me he told please. me you guys gave him
1: such a good deal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh, kind of car was Raymond's? It was a Saab. It was a Saab? Yeah. Oh, come on. No criminal
0: drives a Saab. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is ra- yeah. this is, ra-
0: this, is ra- this is Raymond on a heist.
2: yeah Did not, did not want to work on the car to begin with, but hey, right. it was so you're not a sob car man. you want. No, no you know, well, I, sob's not even around anymore. Right. Because sobs it, aren't around anymore? No, no because no. it's a depressing name for a car. Is that true? They're yeah. out oh, of business. You no, know, you're spelling it wrong.
1: I'm not I am I'm, I'm saying it it's right.
2: It's not SOB. Yeah,
1: but i I'm driving an SOB. sob. But, you, but people say I drive a sob and I always feel like uh, I feel sorry for you.
0: Yeah yeah for a while um in the early 90s i drive i drove uh, a wept openly see yeah and that that depresses people yeah
1: wept openly yeah for a few years i drove a honda honda suicidal Uh, oh no yeah oh yeah that that was not a happy car to be yeah until somebody talked you out of it but you drive a japanese car right because i
2: drive a toyota prius with 300,000 miles on it.
1: wow and so
2: it's a guinea pig and it just keeps going and gets me to and from work
1: fantastic so paula having gleaned this new information from darren what is your new advice that no one will listen to about car repair
0: so tim will you play a little something behind my advice so darren thank you so much this was excellent advice i'm sure and if i have it straight if i go to an auto mechanic i should say a nice hello and ask the mechanic's name then I can head to the bathroom to move the pin on the map.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: And if I really want a, a good deal, have Raymond
2: Barago take my car in. No, that, that'll get you some time behind jail.
0: Thank you so much, Darren.
2: All right, thank you, Darren Bart. Darren and his father own Whitney Auto
1: Service, the best auto repair shop in Los Angeles, possibly in the country. I myself ride a bicycle, but I would take it into you for repairs, Darren.
2: I, bike's a good way to go.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I hope people out there have been listening.
1: Well, yeah, chances are, Paula, that, you know, the title of the show is Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, so... They probably haven't. Probably not. But (laughs) Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. It's produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, but a different Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns and Ken Lezebnik, along with Liza Forster. Technical direction by... Jorge Reyes. Snacks for our guests was provided by a rotating member of our production team. I think it was Ken this week. Tim Freeman on the guitar was our house band. Thank you, Tim. And thank you to our guests, Dr. Jonathan Bowman and Darren Bart.
0: That's our show for tonight. See you next week when we'll broadcast live from Betty Jameson's house in Fayette, Missouri. No, we won't. Uh, I'm not really close. I haven't maintained my relationship with Betty Jameson.
1: I think she's stuck in a box somewhere.
2: (laughs)
3: Yeah. maximum org. comedy and culture artist owned listener supported